0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to season four of the Time Light Meant, How Poetry Found Me podcast. It has been four seasons, ladies and gentlemen, where the knowledge that we try to share with each other and the perspective that we give about life is an enlightening phase that we all go through. I'm excited that I've made it to season four, and I'm extremely excited that you all have taken the time out of your life to listen to the podcast as I continue to try to grow and help each other grow along the way. This thing about life is so funny when you say that when you are born and you get perspective and you get to an age where you have to make choices. And those choices end up taking you in the direction that you want to go. Sometimes you might be altered along the way. But nonetheless, you get an opportunity to be the man or the woman that you profess to be. And the life is so wonderful when it gives you the choices that you have to make. And we'll always be confronted with choices, ladies ladies and gentlemen, once we begin to make decisions. it will be choices that we'll have to live with. Choices that we have to live down, choices that we have to live through, but nonetheless, there will be choices. And the topic to start off season four is to talk about you were born into this world for a reason. The difficulty is you have to live to figure it out. When you go back to the beginning of time, Through creation, you will see that all the historical books that we read, the spiritual books that we read, they are involved with choices. And everybody that makes a choice will put on this world for a reason, will put on this planet for a reason. And you have to figure it out. Some people in the books that we read were affluent people that went on to do things to make an impression on the general world. Some people were born into poverty and worked their way out of poverty to become a successful person. Some people were born affluent and through their choices made missteps and ended up falling face down and not sometimes being able to get up from the choices that they've made. Some were born in poverty and they think that the poverty stricken life is what their life is all about. Therefore, they never evolve into a level of understanding what true prosperity means. Today I just want to try to give you what I think we are born in this world to do. And this is just my perspective, I don't hold no PhD, I didn't do no extensive studies To say what I think life means for you and what it means to me and what you're supposed to do with it. All I've done throughout the course of my life when I began to take perspective on it is to see when I was born and what was I meant to do. Then there was my brothers and sisters who were born. And what were they meant to do? And when you begin to take these things under consideration every single day of your life, once you become conscious of who you are, you take everything around you and you give it a category or you try to give it a purpose. But sometimes when you try to categorize, categorize everything around you, you never give yourself purpose. Now, there are some people that had definite a purpose. And then there were some people who felt they had a purpose and didn't necessarily know which way to go. And when you read about the people that you like to read about in your life, most of them will talk about the choices that they make. And then they would tell you about the choices that you would have to make in order to make yourself live a happy, prosperous and productive life. And the vicissitudes of life demands that you pay attention to the changes that goes on around you so you can make more informed decisions. We're given this opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to come through this life in this body that we inhabit right now. And we're only going to go through this body just this one time. When this body is laid in the ground or if it's burned and put in a earn or if you throw the ashes into the ocean or whatever you do, this body no longer has any value to anything that has to do with the greater laws of the universe. It only has value to the people that see it, you know, the people that love it, the people that detest it. It all gives you a perspective about living, but what you must do is that you have to figure out. What does this all mean for me? For me. What must I do to live a happy life? And let's just take the concept of something I always start off with. When you're born into this world, you have no idea what you're supposed to do. You're just a happy, loving little child, or you might be a child that just cries all the time, or maybe anxious in the body that you're in, and you're, can't quite figure out what you're doing here but the people that birth you that have become young adults or adults later on in life chose to do the things that it takes to create life whether expectedly or unexpectedly we involve ourselves in activities that causes life to come into existence once you get here, there's no going back. When that woman carries you for nine months and you come from her body and you come into this world, there is no going back. And the person that birthed you knows that there's no going back because they went through nine months to bring you here. Once you arrive on the scene on the planet Earth, Begins a whole nother physical journey to make you know that you have to have value. But where where, that, where does all of that stem from? First, the people that are around you are going to be the ones to help shape you. Your parents, or parent, your brothers, your sisters, or whether or not you were born as an only child, your environment begins to take effect on the physical body. It begins to take effect on the mind. It doesn't impact the spirit so much because it's the spirit that got you here. But that body and that mind and the people that help influence the body and the mind, they are around you. And they start feeding you certain information about what they think that you are. And the older ones will influence the younger ones every time. Very rarely do you hear of a young person influence an older person when an older person understands that they're supposed to be the influencer to the children. And our world has set us up so that we don't really know who the influencers are anymore. And the complication with that is... You still have to find out who you are. And now how do you go about knowing that you're here for a purpose? Well, you got to start experimenting. And when you start experimenting, you start to begin to realize what makes you happy. What causes you pain? What causes you to retreat? What causes you to advance? And I will use myself personally to try to give an example of what I mean by that. I've always wanted to be someone that wanted to help his mother or his brothers and sisters. But in my mind, I still I have always had like a selfish approach to it. I didn't I didn't quite understand what it means, but I know when I saw my mother struggle, I wanted to try to help eliminate that struggle. But when I listened to other people talk about how they did it, I was the same way. But I was I guess I would say that. The determination or the minute details that they were paying attention to, I wasn't. I just thought I needed to help my mom. And my mom was always a positive influence on me, but she couldn't teach me how to be a man. But I knew I wanted to do something for her. And when I was young, in my youth, they would have like summer job. And I just want to say this to any governmental agency out there or anybody that's in the business world needs to understand that there are children out here that are really good-hearted children and they see a need to want to be helpful to their family and a lot of times and i know with the age restriction that we have i'm not talking about it in that way a lot of times when you assert a certain age it restricts you from being able to do that but when some of us become of age we really want to try to do everything we can to help our mothers to help our family to grow and I remember my first summer job, it was working at the golf, golf course in Phoenix City, Alabama. And I was excited about that. And I knew that I could give my mama some money and then I would try to get school clothes and things of that nature. And I would go to work, wake up like at six o'clock, catch a ride, go to the golf course and then proceed with work. But the thing that's so unusual, ladies and gentlemen, is that when I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work, I would hear birds. And some of them would be up before I would, but I would hear birds and it would be the most beautiful sound. But as a kid, I didn't understand what that means because sometimes you see a bird, you might throw a rock at it. But those sounds, they still stick with me to this day, even when I get up before the sun now. I can hear those birds and it just instantly take me back to the innocence of those sounds. It's almost as if they are getting you up for your day. And I would get to the golf course and then they would explain to us what we needed to do. I enjoyed it because I thought that I would get the money and then I would help my mom. But then you would listen to other people and then you would become selfish. You think that you needed all the money. And I guess sometimes your heart is not as pure as you think it, especially when you're young. And I would give my check, I would give mom some money, and I will keep some for myself. And in the beginning, my mom said, well, you got to be able to share the money with your brother and sister. And I, and I think I may have given them $5 each. But I still think there was a lot to try to, to, try to do. But I kind of got away from the purpose of being able to take my check and say, here you go, mom. Do what you need to do for the whole time that I was doing it. And that, like when I think about it to this day, it, it kind of does something to me because if you are pure heart in the beginning, then you would be pure in heart in, in the end. And I realized that, you know, that giving is important. I realized that the position that my mom was in, she didn't ask to bring all these children into the world the activities of adults or young adults brought us into the world. And when you get to a position to where you know that you want to take care of your mom, then that's something that you got to do from your heart. You can't do it because somebody else is telling you. You can't do it and then all of a sudden want to revert back to something else. If your heart is pure in the beginning to take care of someone, then you take care of someone. And if your heart demands that you be selfish, then you be selfish. It doesn't matter what you do, you're gonna be whoever you feel you need to be in your mind and in your body. But spiritually, life will teach you something if you are very aware of it. And as I got older, I went to Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama, and I began to understand the value of an education. The education wasn't for me personally. The education was for me to be able to get an education, walk out into this big world called America, walk into the business world of America, walk into the world that I felt that I needed to be in so that I could generate income to take care of my mom. I still wanted to take care of because it was pure in the beginning. And when I got a little older, I kind of understood like, when I got to Alabama State University, my mother helped her buy my first car, and she didn't even have the money to do it. I still don't know how she managed to help me get my first Ford Mustang that <laughs> I got hit in the back, had an accident in, but she did it. You know, this woman that loved me enough to sacrifice what she had to get me a car just so I could get around and, and get work and it never slips away from me. And then my brother James, he was phenomenal. This brother was working hard and he was working at the same golf course that I did as a child, but he was phenomenal at his work. Had the biggest heart in the world, was a great comedian, man. And my brother, when he would make money, he got a car. And my brother drove to Alabama State University, unbeknownst to me. He didn't tell me he was coming. He just popped up one day. And my brother offered to give me his car just so that I could get around. Now, this was before my mother, our mother, got me a car. And I didn't tell my brother this, but he almost made me cry. Or once he left, he made me cry because he really wanted to do something for me. Now, how many of you have family members or how many of you thinking about if someone is going somewhere to try to make a sacrifice for the family? What are you willing to give to make sure that that family member makes it? My brother was willing to do that for me. He was even willing to give me money, but I couldn't accept either one of them. I just felt that he was working hard for himself. And he needed to take care of himself. And I would do what I need to do for the family regardless. He was like stunned a little bit, but he understood. Ladies and gentlemen, it's at that point that I realized that me and my family, we were in this together. And what what drove me every single day was to elevate my life to a level financial success so that no matter what point in life that we meet I would be able to do something for us my family but life life life, it throws you curveballs it throws a pass over your head it throws a pass that's short if you shoot a jump shot, you think it go goes in, it goes over the rim. When you think that you put enough spin on it, it falls short. When you think you can go in for a dunk, you miss. When you think you can go in and just lay it up, it goes between the basket and the backboard. It's just a rough thing. You just can't see it clearly. Even if you know you're on, in this world to do something, sometimes you just cannot see it clearly. And I thought that I saw it clearly. I thought that when I received my college degree from Alabama State University, that the world was my oyster. At least that's what they try to tell you in any college or university that you go to. They're trying to instill in your mind the ability for you to set up in your mind a level of success that no matter how many difficulties you have, You will never retreat. You will never surrender. You will continue to move forward because life set you up to accomplish your dreams and goals. And you as a person have to fight this no matter what. You as a person got to be able to say, although this is difficult for me now, I'm still going to make myself relevant in the life that I need to lead. And you got to be able to fight for the dreams that you feel that are right for you. And sometimes we cut corners, but if you cut a corner, you gotta remember that you're setting it up for you because these are your choices. And when you know that you're setting these choices up, then you have to live with the consequences of those choices and be able to say that I'm at peace with the choices that I've made. If that choice is causing you discomfort, that means that you're not necessarily supposed to do that. But some of us go through it anyway, and then what they say we gain from it is invaluable experience. And that's a lot, and there's a lot of that going on today. My mom was the center of my life. And I wanted to pursue my dream to take care of her, to add um, add infinitum. Infinity. I didn't want to stop. But life. I tried to dunk, but the ball hit the back of the rim and went back to the other side of the court. She left me. She passed away. She went back to that original place where the body can't go. And for the longest time, I couldn't accept that. There's a mental block in my mind, or there was a mental block in my mind, saying, that I can't believe she's gone. And my question to you, what do you think happened to my my dream of providing for this beautiful woman that was my mother? It begins to slowly erode from my memory. I didn't think that anything that I would do would ever amount to any value to anybody. Word of caution, when you begin to set a dream and you attach that dream to someone, you have to make sure that you work to accomplish that dream. I don't care if you say that by the time my little sister turns five, I'm gonna make sure I buy her her first pair of shoes. I'm gonna buy them for her. She's one. And you got four years to prove yourself. And when that fifth year comes, you have to deliver on that. Or if you go to the last day in the fifth year, you have to make sure you deliver that. You can't go into year six because you made it year five. If you go into year six, then you're going to have a little hesitancy because you know that you didn't keep your word. But when you make a promise to yourself, like Steve Harvey says when you write it down and like other people tell you when you create a visualization board about the things that you want to do you have to make sure that you stick to those things those dreams become very important to you in your life they become so important that the only thing that you think about is the dream and trying to make something out of the light that you have and nobody can hold anything against you well we can try and you when you get older there's always people say who cares what people think about you as long as you know that you're doing what's right in your heart and you're doing and you're not doing harm to anybody then pursue your dreams." because human beings are going to be opposed to you or they're going to be supporters of you and then there might be some that's in the middle but none of that matters if you know where you're going None of it matters if you know where you're going. And if somebody is willing to give you a hand in the direction that you're going and you take their hand, then that piece of networking is going to only get you there faster. I didn't get that, ladies and gentlemen. But I know I was put here for a purpose and I thought my purpose was to take care of my mom because that's what I solely wanted from the bottom of my heart to do. But the universe prepared it in such a way that it floored everything that I ever really wanted to do with my life. And I'm just saying, you know, when you're living, these are things that you got to think about. If you're trying to instill into someone what you think it takes to make it, you're going to have to not only be able to say it, you're going to have to be able to show it because that's where the power is. The power is not in talking. The power is in showing. My mother knew I was on my way, even though sometimes she was a little stepped away but this beautiful lady knew I was on my way and by me being able to be on my way then I was able to show the universe what I was trying to do and every day when I was going through college and my mom ever needed some funds I would act like I wasn't going to give it to her but in my heart I knew it was already given and you know we would have conversations about me doing it and I would say No, 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 no. This is for you. And I had worked to save up those nickels and dimes just for the time that I would be able to help her. And don't get me wrong, my brothers and sisters did the same thing, but in my heart I just felt it was my responsibility. My sisters felt that it was their responsibility. My brothers felt that it was their responsibility. So we had all of us feeling that she was our responsibility. And when you're raising children by yourself, And people attach whatever they want to attach to that. No woman wants to be alone with a child or her children. They want help. And I guess in some ways that's why women rely on spiritual means. Because sometimes it's just hard to see through physical things. And women are the backbone to the universe. No doubt about it. And they try to instill the values in their children to make it. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're put on this planet for a purpose and you don't necessarily know what it is, you have all of your life to figure it out. And what I want to say to anybody that has accomplished everything that they've wanted in this life and beyond that, I applaud you. To anybody that's on the road, to knowing what they're thinking, that they feel, that they desire to be in their heart and they're moving on it, then my heart goes out to you. But if you have an idea and you don't make a move and you sit up and you just complain about how unfair the world is, the world is not unfair, like the planet, its systems and laws are not unfair. Everybody's subjected to these things. Nobody can go around them. But if you talk about the system of man, that's below the system of the universe then that's where the rub lies, right in that little spot. And you have to overcome that glass ceiling. You have to break through man's spiritual, you have to break through man's laws, pull in spiritual laws to offset those things that man will try to do to you. And it's going to require some work. And no matter what anybody tells you, once you figure it out, you have to work on it from that day Until the rest of your life It's the only thing that's going to bring you Any sense of balance Any sense of Approval of yourself Any sense of you knowing that The direction that you set for yourself You will be able to do And nobody can tell you What your purpose is I know people sometimes say That other people can read the future And they can't not You can buy anything about that that you want but You have to be able to say, no, I'm the one that determines where I want to go and I'm going to see to it that I can get there. Whoever is in the field that I want to study, I am going to study them and someone is going to have to give me a hand up. The universe is going to have to give me all of the laws that I need so that I can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that I can be what I see in my mind. These, ladies and gentlemen, are just tough times. And I don't think it's been any tougher than when you go back in the chronology of man to be any different. The whole physical existence has suffered the same same pains, the same sorrows, the same happiness, the same emotional state that we see ourselves in today only thing about it is is that as each generation began to develop to this point, man and his imagination has created amazing things. And creation has been going on since creation at the very beginning. And we, as human beings, can create. We are creating. And we will continue to create. But you got to find your way through this you got to be able to find a way to unlock the hidden powers that are in you. And don't be afraid to unlock them. Don't be afraid to understand that this body is a body that does not last long. Be able to understand that the mental frame of mind that you have can get you to create anything that you want. But it's that spiritual energy that you have that you may not even be able to tap into or understand due to the circumstances that surround you. But if you're able to just find that spiritual power in there somewhere. You can crack through the cold of the mental and you can crack through the cold of the physical and then you can you can begin to live in what you consider to be your own truth. The ladders that we have in front of us are made to be climbed. The mountains that we have as a metaphor are made to be conquered. What The rain that comes from all the pain that we have in our mind meant that we can break through and give ourselves mental sunshine. But we just got to be able to find the way to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, in conclusion for season four, episode one, I want to say to you, challenge yourself. And you don't have to challenge yourself in front of people. You challenge yourself when you're by yourself to find out what level you can reach. In this life. How far you can go. And if you got any examples in your life. That you can draw on. Or people that you see. And you can read about them. Or you can watch interviews. And those things. And give you a perspective about what you need to do to do it. Then by all means. Accept the challenge for your life. Because like I will say this. And I will say this throughout my podcast. You only got this life. You don't know about another one. When these eyes close. They close. When I say permanently, permanently. They are gone. And there's nothing you can do. And in conclusion, I want to talk about the recent passing of um, Chadwick Bozeman. And throughout Facebook, Instagram, and all these other social medias and the news, talking about the brilliance of this young man who hid the fact that he had been ill with colon cancer for four years and didn't tell anybody he was working with in any circle. But he put this work in in a short period of time, that has left a tremendous impact on humanity. And even if the media is trying to make it, well, he made an impact on humanity. He made an impact on humanity nonetheless. Your level of existence, regardless of what your age are, is to make an impact on this universe. You ought to impact so many people that it becomes countless. And he, he, he held it in, ladies and gentlemen, and he worked on any films that he had. I think they say he get a total of nine. And he didn't complain. The people couldn't read him. They couldn't understand. Him. But yet, he was still dropping hints and saying what he wanted to see in his life. And they asked him one question. He said he wished that he could freeze time. You see what I mean? Because if a person can freeze time, they can analyze something they can dissect every little thing and then at the right time they can change it around and i just thought that that, pro- that was profound because i think if you ask any of us at any age will we understand something clearly or not we can say i wish i can freeze time or i can go back in time that young man along with many other young men and women left an impact on his world that's unforgettable even if we just try to attach it to the movies that he's done or the commencement address that he's done he have left an imprint in the human psyche that will go on forever and this is your job this is your life this is what you need to do even if you don't reach Chadwick chad- le- level of success you can do it with your immediate family you can do it by trying to motivate people in your community But you can't do it to anybody else until you first do it yourself. And no human being can stop time. If I could do that, what he said, I would go back to the moment where I need to understand my life clearly and say to God right then and there, this is what I'm pursuing. I need you to be with me. And from there I would go. But I'm here now. And my mother has been gone for quite some time. But every morning I wake up to that new day, I say, I'm ready to go. God, take care of me. Let's make these moves. Whether you believe in divinity or not, to me, is irrelevant. But what is relevant is the fact that if you lay down and you go through your hours of sleep and you get up, when you get up, that's that new day. For you to tackle whatever it is you feel you need to tackle in order to prove that your life is worth every ounce of breath that's in it. And at every sunset, you know that you put the maximum in to make sure that you can conquer the fear that's within. And you can approach this world of man knowing that you can have what you desire. So ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you once again for listening to this episode number one and season number four. It is my joy to try to share with you what I see in my life, what I see in the lives of others, what I see in the power of the universe. And that hope this podcast will keep pushing the envelope and making you realize that you are valuable. Because if you weren't valuable, you would not be on the planet. You are valuable. You just got to figure out what you are valuable in and pursue that until the end. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting ready to close. I just want to thank you. I just want you to know that um, if you want to read about my perspective in terms of the things that I've written over the years, I've written two five-volume series. One is called Time Lightment, and the other one is Soul Splitting. You can go to Amazon.com and type in my name, Leroy Fleming, and they will pull up all of my body of work. And if you want to begin somewhere, I just say begin at the beginning, volume number one, time, lightning, and then take your way through, through those 10 books. And by the time you get done, you have a different perspective about the life that we live. And also, I'm working on my third series, and I'm just trying to find a major publishing company that would be be willing to take a chance on a six-volume series to see that my work has value not only to my family, but to the human family as well. And in closing, I'm going to leave these three quotes from three highly successful men that I appreciate. Number one is Dr. Napoleon Hill. He says, if the mind can't conceive it and believe it, then the mind can't achieve it. Meaning that whatever you see in your mind, if you got a burning desire, you write it down and you work at it every day. You keep it in your mental framework every single day. And if you put in the actions behind it, then you can have what it is you believe. Antonio T. Smith says you can't plant better, you can't dominate. Simply meaning that the seeds that you start putting in your mind, and if you water them right and you put action behind them, And whatever you grow can cause you to dominate your life. And when other people see you, they'll see that you dominate your life and they'll be drawn to you. So plant better every single day of your life. And the last but not least is my quote. And I simply came up with this thing that the universe gave to me. It says, life does not require less from you. Life does not require more from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours. And if you could do that, anything that you desire will come true. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Leroy. This is the Time Enlightenment How Poetry Found Me podcast, season, one, episode, season four, episode one. I hope you enjoyed this. And once you see it on Facebook, you see it, just share it. Listen to it. Share it. Leave comments. I greatly appreciate it. And make sure that we're all growing. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of your life. Take care of yourself. And peace.